It's Off Exit 10, presented by Capital District Sport and Fitness. I'm, like, I'm somewhere in between like being a tech guy, but not really being a tech guy. <laughs> I'm not even close. No. You kind of get forced to be a tech guy, but... Yeah. I mean, I let the kids to school do all my stuff on my <laughs> phone, computer. Hey, come and give me a hand. I, mean, I try. Yeah. Every kid has like a laptop now, right? Every kid's got everything. They have everything. That's yeah. It's crazy. Dude, it's like when we were growing up, I mean, we going? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sam. Let's good, go. Sam. All right. How let's, you look over Let's there. go. No, Joel, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Of course. Man. Of course. Uh, God. I like when, when our chatham connections yeah kind of reunite in like different places and, <laughs> and, and through different people yeah oh man i know it's like here in the gym i don't know we get our first few lasalle kids and then it took years for somehow they're like you know coach wash i'm like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm like coach wash was one of my first coaches there. absolutely <laughs> yeah. i remember when we were in here talking to one of the kids and he was uh he he had mentioned to you about it and then i came in later that day or like the next week uh, next day and saw him and he was like heard you know uh coach wash and i was like oh wait you know coach washington he's still there i was like all right yeah. so it was it was really cool to see that connection between um like kids that we get in here right and like somebody that we grew up with you know? i know so it was really cool I, re I, I always i tell the story all the time mike was my first quarterback <laughs> there he is my first quarterback i remember that everybody yeah. said oh he's too short i'm like no that's my quarterback Listen, I, I love playing football. That's one of my regrets in high school mm -hmm. is not continuing to play. Yeah. I feel like I let you down. No, you didn't let me down. You just chose a different path. That's all it was. You yeah. know what I mean? You chose Jason, a different you, path. You look ahead and you got the big Zach Cram and Parker Niles slinging it. And it's yeah. like, man, that's a, a tough path to go through. He might you be know? a little disappointed in how you can throw a football now. Oh, if but, you yeah. saw me now, you would not say that's, that's my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I tell my kids all the time. They'll say, Coach Wash, I suck. I said, no, it's your technique. You don't suck. You're an awesome individual. Your technique, so you got to work on technique. You know what I mean? And that's what the difference between good athletes, great athletes, super great athletes, technique. Yeah. That's what it is. When did you get into coaching? So I started coaching uh, with my own kids, you know, Garrett especially, because uh, out in Elizabeth, Colorado, and, uh, well, my own kids, but I've always coached, you know, no matter what town I went to, I went from Texas to Colorado and I lived in a country town, had a ranch, raising horses, but I, they found out that I used to play football and track. And then they said, Oh, you want to coach? So my first really football team I coached was an eight man team in Kiowa, Colorado. And, uh, then I coached girls basketball then I coached boys basketball and, I just developed, you know, kept moving on, you know. One door closes, another door opens, you know. What's an eight-man team? What hmm? do you do with an eight-man eight team? Man they eight, just eight, had eight guys. Yeah. Eight guys, not 11. You got to be fast. Eight, yeah, yeah. You got to be fast. But, you know, it's it's like everything's all relative, mm -hmm. you know, how good of athletes you have. And actually, more importantly, it's not about how good of athletes, but how you use them to their strengths, See, a lot of coaches nowadays don't get it. They think you got to have the biggest kids out there, the fastest kids. But if you coach a kid 
to his talent and what he's good at and don't set him up to fail, you can have success. Well, the, the, the analytics now are crazy, though. I feel mm-hmm. like that takes over. That You're takes looking over at all the numbers, this mm-hmm. and that, and then people miss the actual cohesion of a team. That's mm-hmm. right. That's exactly right, because they think it's all about stats and statistics. But everything comes back to the basics, and it comes back to technique. There's only one right way to do anything. You know, one, one right way. Mm-hmm. All the techniques are the same. If you look back 40 years, the techniques are exactly the same. The athletes get bigger, faster, stronger because of the technology. That's what you guys do, mm-hmm. make, uh, make boys and the men bigger, faster, stronger. But the technique, you still got to have the technique. If you don't have the technique, it doesn't matter. You can be 340 pounds and say, I'm going to Michigan, but you don't have good feet. You're not going to make the team. No. See what I mean? Got it. Techniques, everything. Yeah. It's right. big. What's your, your background's in football, right? My background's football and track. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was fortunate enough to uh, be in a practice squad for the Seattle Seahawks. And I was a, I won't say I was an all American track, but back in the day, I ran a 47, 400. I ran a, a nine five hundred meters. That's not so, slow. You know, it's not slow at all. So or hundred yards, not hundred meters. Yeah. Hundred yards. That's speedy. Five. You play? Did you play both of those in college? Yeah, uh, in college I went to a HBC Hampton Historical Black College, mm-hmm. right? So I was on the football team, the basketball team, the track team, the golf team, <laughs> the tennis team. So you were you, know. you were doing it all there because yeah, I'm yeah. sure it. it just how many athletes they had there. Yeah, know, and you know, back a lot of African Americans didn't golf, but I knew how to golf. So yeah, whether I was good or not, I was on the golf team. Golf's the hardest sport, man. Uh-huh. I got a I had a wedding in a couple weeks, uh-huh. and I got invited to play with the groom like the day before the wedding, and all yeah. his friends. And I don't know any of those guys, and this is going to be their first impression of me is on the first hole teeing off. I'm terrified, man. <laughs> so do you play at all? I go through phases in my life. Okay. Like when we lived in Boston, I got into it a little bit. Dave mm-hmm. tried to get me into it from when I was young. Yeah. You know how it is when your parents tell you something. Yeah, of course. Like, hey, okay, I feel sure. like I remember us going a couple times like when we were younger. Oh, we hit up like the uh, the Meadow Greens. The Meadow Greens, the, yeah. The, I remember us going a few times. Book. It's but just a challenging sport. It's such man. a mental game. It's yeah. so much more mental. If you yeah. get out of your, and, but that's any sport. If you get out of your mental game, you're you're gonna be out of your physical game. That's right. That's exactly golf, right. Golf is all on you. So like you you could be playing another team sport and something doesn't go the team's way, but maybe it's not your fault yeah. per se. Um, but in golf, it's just you. It's literally if I hit that ball and it slices right like it does every single time. Yeah. That that's on me. It's not on anybody else. And it's frustrating because you're like, I just want to get better. I just want to be able to hit the ball in the hole. That's Come all I want to do. <laughs> All comes back to yeah. technique. Yes, sir. Not how strong you are, not how big swings you mm-hmm. little things, little successes. Yeah. You know, doing it right, you know. Golf's crazy now that do you follow professional golf? Absolutely. That's really the only thing I watch on TV is golf. Because I play golf all the time. That's my sport. What do you think of the live golf now and then the PGA? Like I ha you know, I know what's going on, but not fully. Well, I don't know if know if anybody knows what's fully going on, but you know, it's like our society. Everybody wants to control everything, and they want to be the only ones. Not knocking the PGA Tour, but this other opportunity came along with the Live Tour. They offered a lot more money, so look, what do we do? We go for the money. 
Right. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's bad, good. I don't really have an opinion because I don't have the, enough information to make an opinion. Yeah. You know, so but, but the, I, I'm happy for the guys that are getting paid. Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, the PJs had a monopoly on golf for forever. That's Paul, what look, I'm saying. Look up, pay, look out average payouts for live. It's outrageous. Oh, it's outrageous. Yeah. It's crazy. And then you probably compare that to, yeah, like what a last place payout is on live yeah. versus like an average PGA or payout, a PGA yeah. tour payout. Well, and that's. Uh, feature 25. It's... Who do you like to watch? What guys? Well, you know what? Of course, I'm a Tiger fan. Absolutely. I love Tiger. I'm a Tiger fan. But I, I love uh, uh, Justin Thomas. I really, Tony Finau. You know, those are, man. Xander Shoffley's. I, I love that guy. You know what I mean? Cameron Smith. So uh, I, I like a lot of young guys, but Tiger's the GOAT. Tiger, Tiger, and his whole story is is just wow. What's the payouts, Paul? You, you could finish forty eighth and make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and then obviously with first, it's four million, and yeah. on, it says yeah. something on average. All eight live golf events feature a twenty five million dollar purse, which is seven point <laughs> five million more than the largest purse offered on the PGA. How That's can right. you pass that up? You can't. No, you can't. And I mean, you know, but now, Tiger passed it up. Why? Because Tiger has more money than God. He anyway. has endorsement and, money, yeah, right. Right, and tradition, and he wants to preserve the legacy of the PGA. Okay, mm -hmm. good, good for you, Tiger. Right, I think that's great. But, but DJ left, Phil left. I mean, I'm like, wow. Uh, Phil was the poster child, yeah. for the PGA. Mm -hmm. And when he left, I was like, wow. Okay. And didn't uh, Brooks Kepka left too? Yeah, yeah, Brooks yeah, left. Kepka's a beast, man. Yeah, and then yeah. did Deshambo leave too? I think Bryson did. Yeah, right? He yeah. left before, I think, Kepka left, yeah, too. Yeah, I think so. I just know those two have a rivalry. That's yeah, why yes, I, they know, do. They have a rivalry. It's fun, though. It makes it makes it fun. Yeah. like, it, And it brings more entertainment to the sport. It's, you know, Phil and Tiger had that rivalry. Right, growing right. Up. I mean, Tiger won more times than not, but it, it yeah. was still a rivalry. It was still a rivalry, yeah. So it, it brings that entertainment value to golf. It's It does. It's It makes it much more exciting. My my uh, stepdad watches golf, like, religiously. My mom watches it now even more than she oh, really? used to. Yeah. Because um, he watches it so much, so yeah. uh, I get I get quite a bit of a breakdown of of the golf world more than yeah. more than I've ever gotten in my life, you know, mm -hmm. other than watching Tiger Woods play. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he he's awesome, you know. Uh, now I don't think he's gonna break Jack's record because I think that's you know he was the closest. He how, almost got. How there. many away is he? Oh, I think he's three, three. or four away. Something I think he's like three, that. something like that. Something three like to that. tie, I think four to pass, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. But he's like, whenever you think he's done, whether yeah. it was like the scandal years ago and then the car accident, and yeah. it's like he comes back. He comes back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's perseverance. and Yeah. And you got to get physical, physically fit. Yeah. Right. You know, which but is. Isn't he a guy? I remember reading an article years ago where he was just like, I mean, you can see it in his life. He seems like a very extreme dude. I think he took his training that way. Like yeah. he trained like yeah. a power lifter and like mm -hmm. real intense. Yeah, absolutely. Man, part, of, part of the reason why he has the back issues was his violent swing, but then probably yeah. part of the way he was working out. Yeah. You know, but he was the first golfer like, to work to out. Really work right. out. To really yes. work out. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. You know, John Daly, you know, shout out John Daly <laughs> throwing out that first pitch yesterday, absolute laser. But he was, you know, very round. You know, lots of beers. Yeah. You know, hey. but he was good. He was a good golfer. Whatever you know, works for you. But it worked for him. But you know, that was your typical golfer. Was like somebody that wasn't necessarily in like peak physical condition. Right. And wasn't Tiger necessarily Woods an athlete. Come, yeah. You know what I mean? Tiger Woods comes in and it's like, oh, this guy's got biceps and Boy. filling out a shirt like 
in the right ways, not uh-huh. the wrong ways. That's you know? right. So that's right. It, that's right. It was uh, it was cool to see that. And now you see all the guys do it. You know, yeah. every guy's work yeah. working out. Everybody's working yeah, out. Yeah, those, those rotational sports are, are different though. Like you see it in baseball too. There's not like one body type to get the job done. Right. You mm-hmm. got Phil and you got Dustin Johnson. And you got like Roy McIlroy back yeah. in the day. That's right. They all just are explosive and can rotate. We're like football. Like you see a body type and you're like, okay, this guy's probably a linebacker. Yeah. This guy's probably a running back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When were you with Seattle? So when 79. Was 79. Steve Larger. I was going to say. Jim Zorn. Yeah, I was trying that to was, think. That was like the, yeah, those Benny, good years. Well, it started in 76. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm 79. It was interesting today. We have a client in here. We, I was talking football with him and I'm a Cowboys fan and mm-hmm. He said that he was, and we were just chopping up different stuff about this year and past. And he was telling me that he, you know, was alive to remember when the Cowboys started in 1960. So he's been a fan since literally the Cowboys started. And I was like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm like, you've seen every single person play for the Cowboys. So you know, you know, as far as history goes and reputation, it's like, you Mm -hmm. know, all the glory days, plus, you know, all of the. Not so glorious. Yeah, you know? sure. It's sure. it's really cool to it was really cool to have that conversation with him about that. I was like, wow, that's pretty wild to think uh-huh. about. <laughs> you know. So the uh, but the Seahawks you said started in seventy six. You were there in seventy nine, mm-hmm. right? Did and you it, think in college like you would have the opportunity after? No. How how did that come about? Okay. So I went on a co op program in Walla Walla, Washington. What a name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Walla Walla, Washington, right? And uh I was uh, working at the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers on like a, a program, you know, mm-hmm. work-study program. And so I went to this place called The Steakout, which is a restaurant, country-western place. I thought it was country-western anyway. Uh, I was watching this guy DJ at night. His name was Bruce. I forget his last name. So he was leaving, going back to college. And I said, hey, well, shoot, I could do that. So, you know, the famous rap song was Rapper's Delight, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'd get up and spit on the mic a little bit. Then I started working there when he left on the weekend. So the owner, his name was Bob Luce, and his son Mark was the manager. So one day uh, he said, well, Gerald, you're a, you're a football player. and You're real fast, and you, you work out all the time, you know. My Uncle Jack's the coach of the Seahawks. Really? Oh, okay. So he shamed his mother into flying us to fishing camp in a little town in Idaho so they could shame Uncle Jack to giving me a try. <laughs> hey. And, you know, that's how it that went. Went from a mini camp to a little mini camp, a little mini camp, mm-hmm. till Eastern Washington State University, Cheney, where the main camp was. And then I'm on a practice squad, hey. you know, just like that. You know, so that's my biggest thing. No big deal, you know, but. It was to a bunch of little kids, and it was to my family. You know Listen, I mean? that's, oh, a, my that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. How many people get that opportunity? How many people get that opportunity? Yeah. How, long, how long were you with them? On one the year. Just one, one year? One year. Okay. Great experience, father, though? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Great experience. But my father says, all right, well, this is playtime's over. You're going back to college. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. I said, but Dad. No, Dad, nothing. My father wasn't hearing that. Yeah. So I went back to college. Graduated, went to Houston, mm-hmm. worked for Gulf Oil. Then the USFL came in. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So I played two years with them. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they're back now too, right? The USFL came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're back. That because I remember watching. I was flipping through and they were on like Fox Sports One, and I was like, "There's football on." 
and I stopped because it was football. So I was, yeah, I watched it's, it. It's a little weird football in the summertime. Now. Yeah, it's that. It's a little weird. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't give me the same like yeah feeling for it. So I was like, I, I watched it a little bit, and then mm-hmm. I think I flipped over to like a Yankee game or something else yeah. and, and whatnot. But it, it it's cool to more opportunity for players, and then yeah. gives them the chance to maybe show out. Like there's a guy on the Cowboys that made the roster for the special teams because mm-hmm. he got signed from the USFL yeah, and then had a kick punt return and punt return for a touchdown in the same yeah. game. And now he's their kick returner. Well, so you know so it's cool that other opportunities are being presented for players to be able to make it in the NFL. A lot of guys came from the USFL. Herschel Walker came from the mm-hmm. USFL. You know, Steve Young came from the USFL. You know, uh, Clarence Ferdinand went to Washington. He played for, well, he played with me. Down mm-hmm. there. Ricky Sanders played mm-hmm. with me in Houston. Yep. He went to New England. So a lot of guys come from the USFL. Yeah. So it's just more opportunity for players to, you know, get their name out there. Sure. And maybe and also went to maybe an FCS school or a Division two school or a Division three school and matured later. And now they're, yeah. you know, much more mature and their body developed better. So sure. now they're, you know, just a late bloomer. We see it in baseball all the time. Well, there's there's no farm league for NFL. It's like no. college. We're trying. Right college league, is right? the farm league. Yeah. yeah. You know? But you know what? It doesn't matter. Division two, Division three. They'll find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll find you. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you tell that to kids now when Absolutely. you're talking to them? Because, yeah, that's a big thing that we, like, preach in here. Yeah. See, a lot of kids you deal with, I'm going to be D1. I'm going to be D1. I'm like, look, guys, honestly, D1 doesn't care about you getting an education. They, they care about you, your particular sport. But you can throw a bunch of, you know, people up against the wall and whatever sticks is going to stick. So get your education. My own kids, I told them, no, you're going D3. That's why they went to the Merchant Marine Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, Garrett was about your size. You know, he's 5'8". He's Jack. He could catch. I told him, I said, you'd be the, you'd be Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. But, like, go to D3, get an education. Tyler was big and fast and strong, mm-hmm. you know. Tyler was defensive player of the year, section two. Yeah. But I'm like, go to Merchant Marine Academy. You can play, have a good time, get an education. Because that's what counts. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it is. That's yeah. what counts because mm-hmm. one in a million go to the NFL. Right. So it, it's a pipe dream. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's a dream. Right. right. I don't want any kid to give up on their dream, but you got to have realistic expectations. And most, I'm going to say parents. Right. I don't want to pick on parents, but I'm a parent. So a lot of parents, you know, they push their kids too much. And I think all kids should play a um, variety of sports because you don't know what you're going to be good at Mm -hmm. but unless you try it you know what i mean you could maybe a baseball player but you excel in football or golf or tennis Mm -hmm. whatever you know some kids out there and parents thought he's a basketball player he's six five he's six six he's six seven okay well you got a shot but get an education because if you don't get that education and your grades you're never going to get a shot Mm-hmm. At college, you're never going to get there. Well, and it helps you get more money too for college. Absolutely, like, regardless of what level, you, whatever level you're but playing. But you got to get in college. Exactly. If you don't. If you don't have get in. the basics, you know. So it's, it's knowledge is power. It really is. It really is. Knowledge mm-hmm. is power. So what are you doing at LaSalle now? How long have you been at LaSalle for? Going on my 19th year, and I started out as an assistant football coach with Al Rapp, and when he retired. I coached two more years, and then I stopped coaching football. So I was uh, the admissions director for a lot of years, dean of students, and now I'm a phys ed teacher. 
and I still coach track. And so I, uh, I coach uh, or I teach ninth and twelfth grade, but I'm a track coach. So I want to want you to build your body. You mm-hmm. know, I'm 65. I ain't bad shape. I can still run the hurdles against some of my kids. Some of my kids. <laughs> I gotta put that in. Some of my kids. Some of them. Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> I'm good for about two, three hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't there? Uh, you guys just started taking in females, right? Yes, we did. First yeah. time in like. Yeah, th- this is our second year, and it's been wonderful. I'm telling you, the dynamics is totally different. So, and you know, private education is expensive because when my wife wanted me to call about LaSalle, about sending you know, Garrett there. I was like, really? Back at that time, it was $9,000. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mr. Gerald Washington. Uh, thinking about sending my son to LaSalle. Oh, okay. Uh, what, $9,000? Oh, okay, thank you. Click. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife said, they're going. And I'm like, okay. And that's how it was. So I, I'm glad because that, that, that was great for my boys, mm-hmm. you know? Not that I wanted to leave Chatham because I love Chatham. Yeah. But, you know, it was a different path. Right. You know what I mean? And it was successful path that they learned some new things, mm-hmm. new opportunities. You know what I mean? I think that's it, too, is just different opportunity for them. You yeah. Know? From, different from, opportunities. From, where, from Chatham to LaSalle, like, there's different opportunities you're going to get at, in each place. Sure. But, you Absolutely. know, for them, it worked out great for them. Yeah. They, have been very successful. They obviously went on and had successful college careers yeah. and everything, whether it's education, football, whatever. Yeah, they did well. But, you know, it works, and it worked for them. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that they were able to get that experience because, you know, not every kid gets that opportunity. Not so. every kid gets, gets that opportunity. I, I like the LaSalle dudes, though. I'm yeah. taking the guys I know. Every, your, your boy, Spencer Franks. Yeah. Shout out Spencer. Shout yeah. out Spencer. We'll still message uh, online every once in a while. Random all the time. Yeah. yeah. Randomly, he shoots um, us a message. Yeah, Venter. Yeah, great. The yeah. Bernard, the Bernardos, Bernardos, like, oh man, just a lot of great kids. I, of, I've had a lot of great kids, including you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the time I started coaching, I've had a lot of great individuals. And what's important is, I think that I made a difference in your life, and I think I still have an impact on kids because I'm still doing positive things. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of great sayings. There's no right way to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Work hard. Hard work beats talent when talent, you know. I remember that. To work and, hard. Yeah. I remember that in JB's office all the time in, yeah. in high school. Hard yeah. work beats talent when yeah. talent fails work hard. That's right. It was Absolutely. plastered on his board. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I we all right. So we talked about in a previous episode our Pop Warner days. I mean, I could vividly, <laughs> I could vividly remember right, yeah. like dr- driving to the Ghent, the Ghent rat. Yeah. Yep. You're, right. Yeah. You're in the outfield. Oh my god. I'm shitting my pants. I'm about to get lit up for two hours. Yeah. But I, but dude, I. Uh, it was the best, man. Yeah. It? I wouldn't take it back for anything. Hey, and we were successful. Yeah, we had good teams. We our, had great teams. Our second year, we went like six. We went one and six. I remember we went like one and six or one and seven those, the first year. And those were the first. The next year. Those were the first years of it. I yeah, think, right. Yeah, when you were yeah. on. Yeah, because I helped start that. Yeah, I helped start that league. Yeah. yeah, and I remember hail marys for sprints, like, and Coach Spud would just throw the ball. So oh, I felt Spud. like he threw the ball like Spud. seventy God. yards. Wouldn't Spud just only wear shorts? Only wore yeah. shorts. <laughs> only I think wore that's shorts. A, I feel like that's oh. a football coach. Is that thing, a football man. thing? Uh, yeah, I guess. You know? <laughs> because Spud was something. Coach else. Niles only wore shorts. Yeah, coach, that's all right. of them only Everybody wore shorts, only regardless wore shorts. of what time of year it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I, was know, like, I it think is... that was the style back then because they had the coaching shorts. You know, yeah, short as hell, right? Yeah, they were really short. 
like uh, coach, like your balls are hanging out right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the style. Oh my god, Coach Bud with the visor. Yep. Oh, Niles was the visor. Niles, man. Niles was the visor yeah. guy. Oh my gosh. We had we had Bubba and Spud. I remember yeah, that. Bubba, right? they were yeah. great. They were great. You know what was crazy about that too? You had to weigh in before games. You remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I have, I have oh, a story yeah. about that. You yeah. miss what you miss. You, you, you miss weigh in. I had to like strip down, like it was because you had to make weigh in, and it was for the beginning of the season. Yeah, and I had to literally like I started off. I had like shorts and a t shirt on. Mm -hmm. Then I had shorts on. Then I had <laughs> my boxers on. And then they were like, <laughs> "All right, suit. they're like, give give me a get, go go to the bathroom quick." And then I came <laughs> back and like I, I ended up like making weight by like point one pounds. Like yeah. it and. I'm glad because they went away from that now, right? They don't do yeah. the weigh-ins anymore. I'm glad no. they went away from that because so. that's a can definitely be a mental game for the kids. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. And, and it doesn't mean that you you can't play with them. You're just a bigger kid. No, like, well, you know, they wanted to keep everything on a level playing field. Mm -hmm. You know, everything fair. Yeah. You know, and the body weight. You don't want anybody getting hurt. Right. right. And I get, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just think though, just the knowledge and awareness now. I mean, mm -hmm. even then. So we're talking. What years are we talking now? 2000? This would have been 2000. Yeah, 2000. Probably. 2000, 2001. Yeah. 2001, I mean, yeah. There was no yeah. awareness on concussions then. Or am I wrong? <laughs> no. None. Very little. I mean, Very through little. your whole career, right. right? Yeah, that's right. That's the biggest change in the sport. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Absolutely. Which is change for the good. Correct. Yes. Change for the good, you know? Because yeah, now yeah. if you get three concussions, you're done. You can't play anymore. Right. And it's... It's interesting because I think with it might have been in here, but I know with my roommate we brought up how you don't see these post-career tragedies. I want to say right with baseball players, right. with basketball players. Oh yeah, you only really see it with football players or boxers or mm -hmm. MMA fighters or okay. somebody like that who's who's uh, experienced severe head trauma. Yeah, and. I saw something the other day, and it was. Uh, do you remember Chris Benoit, the wrestler? He like. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. You know, committed. Yeah. It was murder suicide. Right. You know, right. his family Chris and himself. Benoit. But the scans came back, and this was to early two thousands. Came back that he had severe. He had the brain of like an eighty five year old, like severe CTE. Wow. Just think about Junior Seau, Steve McNair. Yeah, absolutely. There's yep. more probably. There's definitely. I just those Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. I mean, like, he was a little crazy before dude, that. He, but. Yeah, never. I mean, he was like, don't put that on CTE. That right. fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, but we were living in Boston then, and oh. like there was double shootings at like places we, yeah. you know, That's crazy. bars we would go to, and it's like fucking wild. Man. That's wild to think about. You know, everybody's a product of their environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all are. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean. So. You know, I, I grew up in a little town called Sydney. You guys grew up in a nice little town called Chatham. Mm -hmm. You know, where, where Sydney? What state did you grow up in? In New York. It's right New York. between Binghamton and Oneonta. Okay. That's okay. So Western down. New York. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right down 88. You know. Okay. And Near a nice, there. quiet town. Mm -hmm. Everybody, we you know. I still, I'm playing golf with my high school uh, <laughs> classmates Sunday. You know, they're all coming up here. That's a big benefit of of a small town. It is. It is. It really is. It is. You know. I say this all the time. Wherever we were at dinner time, that's where we ate. Mm -hmm. That's where it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we weren't, we, we played outside every day. Every we get day. home from school, we're outside. Mm -hmm. We didn't have computers, we didn't have video games, we didn't have any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and we played all the sports no matter what. So we had good hand and eye coordination. You know, so I don't know, something to be said for the old ways. 
There yeah. is. Really we, is. We had on uh, Steve Dagasino. You heard of him before? Yeah, I know Dags. Dags is great. We had Dags on last week on the mm-hmm. podcast, and he phrased it well. Because like, we'll say in here, like, man, just if kids just went back to the days and of playing in the yard with their friends, getting into fights, making up games, just doing stuff, <laughs> there's tremendous benefit to that. <laughs> there is. But Dags said, like, that's just not where we're living now, so we got to make the most out of you know you what cre- today's culture is like. You got to create yeah. those those uh, scenarios in the organized aspect, which yeah. is what he says he does a lot with his, like he'll coach a drill, and then it's it's literally like a pickup drill essentially. You know, yeah. you're playing one on one. You yeah. you don't beat them, you're off the court. Right. You, the other person's on the court. Right. So it creates that competition and that adversity that we talked about with him within an organized setting because it's I don't know if it's ever going to go back to where it's super unorganized like we were like you know we i've talked about before i used to go out i'd play two hours of wiffle ball (laughs) grab a snack two hours of basketball grab a snack two hours of home run derby then it's dark out now we're playing two hours of manhunt like that's right you know you're doing all this all this stuff outside and now you know it's all super organized it is but i will say and correct me if i'm wrong i think a lot of this organized stuff is really about money it really is. It's the financial. Somebody's gaining. I, I get called all the time to, can you help my son do this? We'll pay you. No, I don't need you to pay me. I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to help kids. That's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You don't need to pay me for that. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not knocking anybody with this AAU. Everything's about, I want to be on this team. I want to be on that team. And it's all about money. But are you really improving your skill yeah are you really doing paul and i if you guys look we're just shaking our heads with a big yes like it's about money yeah and that the kids you know ideal path for development as mm-hmm. a, a as their physical game and their psychological game gets yeah. pushed to the side for that yeah and it's the trickle down from the pressures of d1 scholarships and yeah. parents thoughts of yeah. of, of what well, that means grandeur yep yep well and you know with the scholarships the, the thing that one of the things that I loved going back to what Dag said was you're never playing for a scholarship. Yeah. The scholarship is a byproduct That's right. of everything else that you do. And like you've talked about working on your technique, mm-hmm. uh, doing other things, whether it's playing a different sport, going to a boxing class, going to, sure. you know, whatever it is, you know, doing something else that's going to help your athleticism and help your, if you want to play baseball, help your, your game in baseball, but it doesn't even you have to pick up a bat or a glove or a baseball every single day. Yeah. You know, you can go do something else that's you can not baseball else. related. And I can't tell you how many times kids have said to me after they graduated high school, Coach Wash, I really should have played football for you. You know, I only played baseball and you told me, come play football, come do track, and I concentrate on baseball. Or, you know, I mean, I, I mean they're like, we messed up, Coach. Yeah. We really did. I regret not doing all the sports, you mm-hmm. know, they put everything in one basket. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't work out for them, they're like, oh, okay. And you only have so long to play sports. That's for. right. Yeah. Like you, you only know, have so long to be and do. be like at your peak athleticism. Well, you could play for a long time. I still play, you know, flag football. But you can play for a long time, but you're only at your peak athleticism for so long or at your best athleticism. Yeah. And, and again, you're only in those high school age years for so long. So you get <laughs> That's to. That's right. And for me, when we th- when I think of that, like one of the, the first team I think of is our my senior year baseball team. Yeah. And it comes back to coaching technique and chemistry. Yeah. And that's what we did. We were we we, we got lucky though, and it was the times, but like it was perfect timing. Just our coaches during football, you yeah. and Spud and Niles, and and then baseball with Stealth, right? Stelts. Wasn't Stealthy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 
Oh my God, Siri. Does that ever happen to you yeah, guys? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Do you have an Apple Watch or no? No. Yeah, no, good. See, no. Don't. Don't. Siri just Siri yells at you we for no saying. reason. I'm yep, sorry, no. everybody. This thing's wild. This episode of Off Exit 10 is brought to you by Drink Alchemy. Fatigue and brain fog affect us all, destroying everything we pursue. Whether as an athlete, artist, creator, or entrepreneur, our mind holds the key to performing optimally. By combining the most potent organic nootropics found in nature, Drink Alchemy delivers sustainable boost to creativity, memory, energy, and focus in one epic beverage. Stop pumping your body full of excessive amounts of caffeine and unknown proprietary blends from other energy drinks and get clean energy from Drink Alchemy's natural nootropics like lion's mane, L-theanine, and caffeine from green tea. Used by Olympians, D1 athletes, MMA fighters, and entrepreneurs, Drink Alchemy has become a huge part of my daily routine making sure I'm functioning optimally during long days of coaching athletes, running CDSF, and getting in quality workouts myself. So do yourself a favor and ditch the energy drinks loaded with caffeine, other stimulants, and who knows what else, and head over to drinkalchemy.com today. Live with your mind unbound and save 10% off your order by using code CDSF at checkout. That's drinkalchemy.com, promo code CDSF, for 10% off your order today. The transformations that... that uh, people go through in their life. You know, mm -hmm. I see it all the time. Probably one reason I don't coach football anymore because it's different. You know, like like you guys coming up, you guys hung on every word I said. You guys were there. You are paying yeah. attention. You're, you're talking, we're taking a knee and listening. Yeah, That's what absolutely. you do. Absolutely. Nowadays, it's a little different. Everybody thinks they're, you know, Friday night lights. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to put in the time but they want to wear the jersey. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm on the football team, you know, I, and it's just not the same. You know what I mean? I saw a it's not the same. Crazy post yesterday from one of our. Uh, can we can we say it? I was going to say the same thing. The, the Emil's Emil's post. Listen to this. Listen so to this, Joe. He got a message from a kid asking if he made the soccer team that he didn't make tryouts for. Or missed the last day of tryouts. I don't think he made the tryout. Oh. He didn't even make the tryout. <laughs> I don't even think he made the tryout. He might have made one. Maybe it was missed the last day. But I, from what I read, it was like he didn't even make the tryout. And he basically said, parents, make sure your kid doesn't message you about message a coach about making a team that they couldn't make a tryout for. And it's like you want to put on a jersey, but you can't. don't want to go don't to the tryout. Go, you want to put it in time. You know, and it, like when I saw I was like mind blown. I was like, oh, my God, that really happened. But when we say stuff like this, I always feel like I don't want to sound like the guy where I'm like, oh, back in the day. But yeah. it's like. There's a lot of merit. <laughs> there is. A lot of merit. A lot of merit. I'm there telling is. you. You know, uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on, and I always wanted to ask a younger person this, everybody get your participation ribbon. What are your thoughts? I mean, at some point, you have to teach that the work that you put in you can gather equal reward. Mm -hmm. And if you don't put in the physical and the mental work that, you know, you shouldn't be given these rewards that are bigger than the efforts that you put in. Right. Because if you are at a young age are taught, I can just coast by, not work hard, and get a bunch of accolades. That's right. At some point, when you get into the workforce, your performance dictates That's right. your pays, your positive reviews, your uh, uh, growing your career. So... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of that. Mike put it in much nicer terms than I would have. Put I'm it a in. fan <laughs> of I'm a fan of at young ages being happy and enjoying playing sports. Yeah, well, but yeah. then slowly learning those lessons that yeah. what and, I put in is what I get out. And That's I think right. at a young age, the reward is being on the team. Mm -hmm. I don't need a I, like growing up. I didn't need a, a medal or a ribbon or whatever. Right. To me, the reward was I got to play. 
I was on a team. Yeah. And then as I got older, I was uh, and I, you know, in T-ball I kept score. So I was yeah. always competitive. Yeah. You know, like so for me I always kept score in whatever sport I was doing, but when I got to a certain level and then you started to get those trophies, it's like, "Oh, oh, this is what I can if we if we're doing well as a team and and I'm doing well as an individual, this is what I can get to." Mm-hmm. It gives you something to strive for as opposed to like I don't want to work hard or I don't want yeah. I don't want to go to the tryout or Well, you passed your scorekeeping on to Sam in high school? <laughs> um, yep. Shout yeah. out to Sam Shout for being to Sam. our baseball scorekeeper. Baseball, Ready? basketball. Ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah didn't f- once basketball. Yeah. What's, didn't once you met. What'd you do? Shot clock or game clock? Game. She did the game clock. She did the game did, clock because of Thor. I remember the story. Didn't you? <laughs> met, didn't you? Come here. Tell a story. Shout out John Thorson if he's listening. Oh, man. I love hey, John Thorson. So do I. Thorson's awesome. His kid's a stud. Yeah, same name. Thorson's great. Yeah, yeah. So Sam did the game clock. And then what happened once? So it was like the end of the game, pretty uh-huh. much, and um, Ryan Merchant was about to foul out. Oh yeah, Merchant! Wow. I didn't sub him out on time because uh-huh. my dad called me because he was outside waiting for me. Yeah. But I didn't pick up the phone right away. I was like, I literally like handed it to Stelz and was like, tell him, if the game's not over, it's like overtime, and literally missed the sub. Thorson's screaming at me and Stelz in the middle of the game, like, what is she doing? She's on her phone. I was like, it wasn't. <laughs> that the next day at school, he actually called me down to the principal's office to apologize. <laughs> Did they win the game? I have no idea. Yeah, who knows? It's a, it doesn't matter. Uh, Ryan that Merchant. Team, that that team probably did. That's a name from the past. Yeah, man. Jesus. You know, I always say that I have failed a thousand times more than I've ever succeeded at anything. I just never quit. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? I just never quit. I didn't have the – I don't know that. And I taught my kids that. Mm-hmm. I taught all, all of them. You don't ever quit. You know, you got to be 10 times as good to be considered as good. Mm-hmm. So you just work got work everybody. Well, yeah. and that's I think that's pretty much anybody that's been successful, they failed more times than they succeeded. Sure. Or at but least they've seen failure. But some, somebody you have to realize or somebody's to teach you those lessons along the way. Mm-hmm. Like I had Dave growing up yeah. and working for Dave, playing sports for Dave as mm-hmm. my dad. Anytime you messed up, he's going to tell you about it. Right. And then at some point you go, yeah, okay. okay. Well, now I'm going to have 20 more tries to not mess up the same That's shit. Right. That's and right. We'll keep going. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Dave definitely held you accountable too. That that was a thing. Yeah. You know, he, my phone went off one time in literally practice. I had 100 push-ups. And he was not joking. <laughs> yeah. And I did 100 push-ups. That uh-huh. was not fun. But, uh, no? You know, it. Those, but it benefited those, you. It benefited me. You know, it, it taught me a lesson. It taught sure. me something. And, you know, at the time I was like, I don't want to do these goddamn push-ups. But I'm going to do them because yeah. if I don't, if I didn't do them, I wasn't going to be practicing. Right. And right. that was, you know, it was like, okay, well, I'd right. practice and do push-ups. So. That's right. Absolutely. You know. Good for you. You know. Plus, you know, push-ups. Hard work never hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. No. And, like, having that in sports is great. But then having other outlets in life is also very yeah. Very important. Absolutely. Because um, what, you were around horses growing yeah. up? Yeah. Or... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a horse person. I rode a rodeo circuit for 21 years. No shit. No yeah. shit. I no. did not know that. Like, what no. do you mean? Like, what'd you do? I rode bulls for 16 years, and then I calf rope, team rope, and won the all-around title. I've done a lot of stuff. Holy like, you guys didn't know that. No. No. You know, I was I... sitting here thinking five minutes ago, because I put on the first junior rodeo at the Chatham Fair, and I'm wondering- 
Why didn't I get you on a bull? Do you think I'd be good? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sign me up. I, I'm serious. Sign me up. Because I, Would I right still now. be no, good or have I aged out? No, no you might have aged out. Oh, okay. But, but I had uh, Will McMahon. Remember Will yeah, McMahon? Yeah, He Will. went to LaSalle. Yeah. I had Garrett. And I had a bunch of a bunch of young child Like kids. riding the bull. Riding the bull, yeah. Oh, fuck, Oh, that's yeah. fucking sick. Absolutely. Yeah. I, why, why didn't we know this? I don't know why you guys didn't know that. I don't know. I missed out. Sam, oh my I God. probably would have rolled up if, right I, now. if I had known that you were doing it, I probably would have wrote a bull at that yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, and I was getting at the end of my career. I think the last rodeo I competed in was 2005 at uh, Glens Falls Civic Center. So you were still competing in the rodeos when like, yeah. you were coaching us at. Yeah, absolutely. At, so yeah. what would you do? What's What do you do in a rodeo? You got. I'm from. I'm starting at ground zero well, right now. I rope calves, and I team rope and steer wrestle at that time. I like, wasn't riding like, bulls anymore. Like no. last year. Yeah. Yeah. You got videos? Uh, I've got some cool pictures. Oh yeah. Uh, here. Let me see. I'll show you. All right. Pass that over. Read that and look at that. 1995 all-around champion. Calf roper, team roper, steer wrestling. Steer wrestling. What's steer wrestling? That sounds Someone off a perfectly intense. good horse on an 800-pound cow and throwing him to the ground. What? Yeah. You you had to throw an 800-pound cow into the Yeah. How do you even start with that? <laughs> Yo, Steve Irwin had to wrestle alligators. This guy was doing 800-pound cows, okay? <laughs> what it was, you have a little uh, a four-wheeler and a, and a chain with a bar on it, and you'd hold it. Sam, give me your phone. Take a picture of this. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna this. post this. this here's the horns. Here's the head. And you, you know, you're. Wait, stay like that. You're doing just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you know, you're sliding, and then when you get his head around, then you flip him, and then you're done. But you Jeez, jump off man. a perfectly good horse. Slide him. He's pushing you, and you grab his nose and flip him around. Uh, you, just so you know, I carry that stick around all the time. Jim, I'm now going to use that demonstration with that. Well, Paul, you haven't known what the stick's for. Now you know. Yeah. That fact, that flip white to the next picture, it. it'll show you the steer. Oh. Oh, you got to get a picture of this one, Sam. Th th this one's even better. Oh, yeah, Joe, just oh, yeah. Send, send this to me later. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll send you all to Yeah. Because that's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. So. So is that yeah. a great mustache in that picture right there too? Yeah, that is that was, great. That was a good I was mustache. Say that's a good mustache right there. So you did you travel doing all that? Yeah, I traveled the country. Yeah, and then when my kids started rodeo, like Nia was a heck of a barrel racer. But How Nia did I not know any of this? Yeah, man. I feel oh like I remember God. her. Ri I remember Nia her riding was horses. Phenomenal, Nia's. You know, uh, Tyler was a little too young to do anything. Right, he was riding cats. I have videos of Nia barrel racing, and I have videos of. Uh, Tyler and Garrett riding like steers and calves. I, I got a lot of videos on my phone. That's that's it, it's really amazing. Cool. You know, I keep all that stuff. Do you still? But yeah, we're a rodeo family. Yeah, that's. Well, but again, we you know we talked about it off air beforehand of just having that outlet and not just identifying as an athlete. And Mike brought it up. You know, we talked about uh, Josh Kyes that we went to high school with mm -hmm. and how. He was an artist. He was a snowboarder. He yeah. did all these other things that weren't, you know, just football. Right, weren't just football. And like I never think of Josh just as a football player. Right. You know, right. so that that you know having that outlet to yeah. do other things and and expand your expand your you know knowledge on things mm -hmm. is, is great. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important because then that's led you to 
What are you doing now? You're doing Gilded Age on HBO? Yeah, so I uh, How did that come am about? a wrangler. 30 years ago, when I'm riding the rodeo circuit, right, mm -hmm. I met a guy named Danny Glover, okay? Like the Danny Glover? The Danny Glover. Okay. Making so, sure that we were on the so, same page here. So, yeah, <laughs> the Danny Glover. So, uh, the Bill Pickett Invitational Rodeo, which was like a black rodeo, right? So, Danny was the Grand Marshal. We're, I met him in Denver. So we're going to Atlanta, and Danny didn't know how to ride a horse. And I was like, oh, okay, Danny, well, I got to show you how to ride a horse because you'll be the grand marshal in the parade, right? Well, the horse they gave us was some really hot Palomino horse. Danny says, nah. So um, he didn't, he sat in, the, uh, sat in the car or the wagon or whatever. So anyway, he said, well, you know, uh, you you should come do f stunts, you know. I, you you kind of look like me, so I did a couple of movies with Danny Glover as a stunt double, extra, you know, stunt double, uh, stand-in. I think it was the correct word back then. What movie? What movies were they? You remember? Silverado, Lonesome Dove. Then I did Buffalo Soldiers. So that was thirty years ago. I raised kids, as you know, lived in Chatham. Last year. One of my kids at LaSalle said, Coach Wash, they're making a movie in Troy called The Gilded Age, and they are keeping the horses at my dad's barn. You know? Oh, okay. So my dad uh, wants to know if, if uh, you're interested because they asked us if we knew any black cowboys, and we knew you. I'm like, yeah, okay. So a guy named Steve McCallum, McCallis called me from Animal Actors and said, I understand you ride horses and can you drive carriages? Yeah, I, I'm pretty good at driving carriages. I can drive, you know, a lot of different types, of, you know. He said, all right. So he, he really didn't believe me because how many black guys you know drive carriages, right? How many black guys you know ride horses in, in this part of this country? So I said, okay, well, why don't you call the Screen Actors Guild, look up my credits, call me if you need me. And the next day he said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I really am very sorry. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, you're hired. So I got a five year contract with HBO, and I'm on the Gilded Age. So, so that's filming now in Troy. Yeah. Well, uh, last year was the first season filmed in Troy. I wasn't in Newport or Long Island. So this year, uh, I went to Long Island. I couldn't do Newport because I caught COVID. So my son Garrett did Newport. So Garrett's in it too. Yeah, Garrett's in it no too. Way. Yeah, I got I got pictures of all this. That's awesome. So uh, then we did, uh, and Garrett came to Long Island. We did Beth Page, and then we came to Troy and uh, Albany. August third was Nia Nye's first time, and then we we just finished last last week. So yeah, that's a cool experience. That's man. really cool. Was yeah. that the biggest production that you've been in? That was the biggest production. Yes, and it's a period piece. Think about it. Silverado was a western. Right. You know, Lonesome Dove was a Western. I'm a cowboy. I mean, That's, this is, it's the producers of Downton Abbey, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, it was uh, Julian Fellows, you know. He's, yeah. He's the creator. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, they got great. It's, HBO's is a phenomenal organization to work for because they, no holes barred, they cover everything. It's phenomenal. The directors are awesome, you know. Michael Eggler's world-renowned director. And we have like two or three directors, you know, different people. But, uh, you know, executive producers are wonderful. Everybody's great. 
I mean, the people are just great to work with, you know, just wonderful. Yeah, that's so So I'm very fortunate to be doing that. So I got Nia involved, my daughter Nia. So she's in it. Nia's in it too? too? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know this? Oh, man. Yeah. Thanks for the inside information, Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sam tells me a lot of shit, and I you just, know well, my wife tells me a lot of stuff, but I can't remember. Listen so. to this, listen to this, Gerald. I'm yeah. coaching our 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 big group this morning, six a.m. Mm-hmm. Moving around, I'm coaching on the floor. The Siri, I mean F Siri on this Apple Watch, but it's nice for a text message when you're coaching. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you don't have to pull your phone out. You can just like scroll through and see if it's important or not. And this morning I buzzed and it was very important. Yeah. I left the house this morning. I was like, Sam, goodbye. I'll see you later. You're going to produce Gerald's episode tonight. And I get a buzz and I look and it says, I'm going to pull it up right now so I can read it. <laughs> it says, uh, Gerald, you ready for this? Yeah. Hold on. I didn't know we texted this much today, Sam. It says, happy anniversary, butthead. <laughs> I forgot it was your anniversary. Uh, yeah. So happy anniversary, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's now wait, wait, wait. That was this morning. So what happened between then and now? We're good. I said happy anniversary. I forgot, dude, and we're here. So we went to dinner. Last we did dinner last week. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Four thirty in the morning. I can't remember. You got too a forgiving much. wife like I do. <laughs> I, I, I did. That's ask, important, man. Yeah, it is. I did ask Sam, is that the wedding anniversary or like the real anniversary? <laughs> like wedding, the real wedding. one. Like yeah. when, like, you know, right. well, eighth grade Mike and ninth grade Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, behind every good man is a great woman. It's the you. best woman, man. Yeah. That is. Yeah, it's the only way this place functions, man. The oh, way I know, it is. man. Believe me, I know. Uh, hey. Yeah, Sam that's... also texted me yesterday and said, or was it yesterday or the day before? It was this week. Make sure Mike leaves at 1.30. And I was like, don't worry, I'll just throw him out. She's like, just pick him up and put him in his car. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, there okay. You go. Now she's picking him up so that he yeah. leaves on time. Good. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, so Gilded Age Season 2, you just filmed yeah, and we wrapped just, up? Yeah, we just uh, wrapped up here. Uh, we got to go to Beth Page Long Island at the end of the month. And then we have one scene in October down there. But I don't know if I'm going to make the end of the month because I'm a school bus driver at LaSalle. You do it all there. I'm the only school bus driver they have. So I can't really take a week off of school because there's nobody else that has a CDL that can drive the bus. LaSalle better be. What's LaSalle going to do if you're not around? This place won't run, bro. Well, I'm sure it'll still run, but a lot of parents think the same thing. Coach Watts, you're not leaving, are you? No. (laughs) Coach Watts, you sure you're not leaving? You're getting pretty hot on this movie thing. Well, I'm not leaving. but who else is in that? I was looking to say, what's the uh, what's the lead woman's name? She's been in a bunch of other good stuff. Well, you have uh, Christine Baranski, yeah, Cynthia Nixon, and Louisa Jacobson, uh, which is Meryl Streep's daughter, and then you have Danae Benton. You know, she's an African American actress, and she's very good. Yeah. So, matter of fact, it's funny. I'll tell you a little secret because I had to teach her how to milk a cow. So it's kind of funny. She had to do that in a scene. Yeah, she had to do it in a scene. It was funny. So she's like, Coach Wash, teach me how to milk a cow. Yeah. Well, it wasn't all exactly like that. <laughs> My agent says, Gerald, we, you need to teach Renee how to milk a cow. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, good. This is That's easy. Good. Yeah. Hey. You know? So, And then everybody wanted to get in on it. You know, everybody, oh, can you teach us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was fun. It's like a big family at the Gilded so Age. Cool, it really man. is. It's, everybody, everybody likes each other. Everybody knows <laughs> each other. Kind of cool. Kind of cool, you know. Well, before, when we were off air, too, you brought up when you were in Long Island, right? You mm-hmm. were with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds? Was that- uh, I was in Boston. In with, Boston, what? that's what Will. it was. Yeah. With Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. What were you mm-hmm. with those guys for? 
Uh, we did a movie called Spirited. It's a musical. It's going to come out in uh, December. How great is Will Ferrell? Phenomenal. Like, that, that had to be the like, funniest time. Like, is, like, like, is him off the camera? Is it what you would think it would yeah, be? Yeah, Will's funny on, off. He's funny always. And, you know, I didn't know Ryan was that funny either. Ryan's funny. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, They're just auto, they're regular guys. Just regular good people. They really are. Just like we're sitting here talking, those guys be same thing, cracking on each mm-hmm. other, I singing mean, songs, you know. Hey, Wilfred, you go back to SNL, like he was great. Yeah. And then he's a big ad lib guy, right? Mm-hmm. He'll just let it rip. They just let it rip. His run of movies from old school, to, he hits Elf, he hits Step Brothers, he hits Talladega Nights. Nights. Yeah. Is oh my he, god! It, we, and we've talked about it in here, like the the com, the comedic actors, they all have that like five to seven year run of just movies where they're just putting yeah. out. Like you had like Adam Sandler, you had Will Ferrell yeah. before Adam Sandler, you had Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know now you have like Kevin Hart has gone through his run of like yeah. movies. Yeah. And it, it's really and like you said, but you forgot one too, Anchorman, another, oh, Anchorman. another solid yeah. one. Like Will Ferrell had a had a run of yeah. just like it was movie after movie, and you were laughing every single time. The dude is funny as heck. Yeah. And look, I'm nobody. I'm a wrangler. I just do stunts and I so work yeah, with what, the horses. Can you speak? I, I, can you speak about that? What'd you do with that movie? Same stuff. So yeah, so I was the premier stunt guy, uh, and you know we're driving carriages, and of course you're controlling the horses and moving them around. We're on this little tight alley, and if you took a carriage down the street. You had to unhitch, push it back, move the horse around, keep it from slipping on cobblestone. It's a lot of work, but you know, it, it's you know, it's not, it's not a big deal for me because I'm used to it, or any other wrangler or cowboy, if you will, because we're used to doing it. But everybody else was like, "Wow, you guys really work hard," you know. So, and they're just great people, you know. So we're we're like the background. So we're not one of the actual actors we're not saying anything you know what i mean we're just there but it's part of the production mm-hmm. you know? yeah you're an important piece that's yeah, like on a sports piece. it's like on a sports team yeah you yeah. know what and piece they recognize it and they like you guys are awesome like ryan reynolds brought his wife over and his daughter hey can we pet, can my daughter pet the horses yeah absolutely so i'm taking pictures and nia's like dad do you know who that is <laughs> no <laughs> I well i know ryan reynolds I don't know his wife. Really, Dad? I'm like, Dad, that's Blake Lively. Who's that? <laughs> I'm so old. I'm like, Dad, you're behind the times. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so cool. That's so funny. Though. I mean, that's like us, like when we have professional athletes in here. Like, it's just another dude, man. Yeah, you just, just want to talk about football. And, yeah. And I mean, you know, that's just. It. I don't know. I'm not starstruck, you know. Yeah, I, I'm just not. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll people never are people. The uh, the one kid in here. This is a good story. This is a good story. So we had Tommy Canley at the time. He was playing for the Yankees. Now with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So he's in here, and when he's having a conversation with you, it's like football, video games, and beer. Like yeah. that's what he's talking about. He's yeah. not talking about baseball that much. Like, and this one kid in here, he was working out with him, and he would talk to him about like Call of Duty and video games. Yeah, and. He went home to his dad. He's like, Dad, there's this giant kid in the gym. <laughs> he's huge. He's super strong, this, that, and the other thing. And then we posted that he, when he signed with the Dodgers. We posted yeah. on our thing. And he goes, Dad, that's the kid. He's like, dude, 
that's a grown man that plays major league baseball. That is not a so he had no idea that this guy was yeah. a major league pitcher and like a good pitcher for the Yankees going right. through his, you know, Tommy John recovery and right, everything. Right, right. But it was just so funny that he just, you know, it's kinda of like that whole thing. Like he was never starstruck. You know, he probably doesn't watch baseball much. He's a lacrosse player. Yeah, right. And he was just talking about Call of Duty, assumed he was like an eighteen year old kid. Meanwhile, yeah. he's 32 and like throwing 100 miles an hour in Major League Baseball. Yeah. So it's it, when you have those moments, and I'm sure like Tommy loved that about it. Like, kid didn't even like look at him as like anybody other than a regular person. Yeah, you're a regular person because we all are. That's all we are. We're all just regular people. We do different things. We take different paths. That's what it's all about. Yeah, the world can use more of that. We yeah. just all want to fucking help each other. That's right. Do well, yeah. somewhere that gets lost. It's like the social media and the like conceitedness and like. I just want to get known. I just want to yeah. get likes. I just want to. It's tough. Well, it's like if we can relate anything to kids, like that's it, man. Like get good friends, and you want to do well, and you want to help all your other friends help do everybody well. Everybody along the way. You yeah, know, man. I've been very fortunate in my life. I'm very blessed to do the things that I've done. Some stuff we talked about today, right? But you gotta, and the more I give, the more I get. So you got to reach back and just help the next one in line, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, an uh, 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 athlete texted me, won't mention any names, uh, Coach Wise, I need help with this particular event and track. Who do you know? Well, I know a couple of people, and I'm willing to pay. And I'm like, well, I'll help you for free. I mean, I'm not the best at this particular event, but if you need help, I'll help you. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about, you know? If you're a coach, you want to coach help everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't like that. I don't like when coaches have an ego. Mm -hmm. And when you know that their motivations are only for their own self-fulfillment. Yep. That's one of my least favorite things mm -hmm. with kids, man. That's right. So what the fuck are you doing? You're an adult. Yeah. Help everybody. Mm -hmm. Help everybody. It's, That's it, what it's all about. I, you I know? Had, I had a conversation earlier with somebody today, and it comes back to that. It's... It, why can't it just? Why can't it be we, not me? That's right. Because you know? I just we're cult. This where society. Look at our country. That's where society's it's, at, it's, man. It's where society's at. But that's we where gotta it's be at. Better than that. Like you look at even at different microcosms. Like let's just take the industry we're in, the fitness industry. You see people that are like, well, my methodologies are right and yours are wrong, and this is better, and that's not good. Mm -hmm. We're all just trying to help people. Right. Yeah, we're all trying to help people. Like we've, I've said it to people in here before. I'm like, whether you come here or go somewhere else, as long as you're getting better at what you want to get better at, that's right. I doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter to me. That's right. Doesn't Joe, matter. You want some more? No, no, no. You're I'm good? good. I'm good. Okay. No, I got to okay. drive I home. see you empty over there. No, no. Got to ask. It's only polite. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's in yeah. the middle of the week, you know. You know. Well, well actually, it's not. It is the weekend. It is Friday. You know? It is Friday. Does I got to work horses tomorrow, so I. <laughs> you did say you did say you have stuff to do in the morning. So. Yeah, I got to be in Connecticut early in the morning. Working Connecticut, okay. Teams of horses for the Gilded Age. Okay. Yeah. So okay, so you're in there during production, but you're also taking care of horses. Well, no. So what it is, uh, Allegra Farms. John Allegra is the guy. He owns all the horses and all the carriages. He lives in East Haddam, Connecticut. So, he's got a bunch of new teams in. So. I'll go down and I'll work horses. You know, Meaning it, what? What's work? Then? That means like uh, he's got a couple of new pairs in, okay, uh, new teams. So I'll take a team and I'll take them out and I'll, I'll drive them and just making sure we know what they're going to do at any particular moment. Because horses are just like people. Some are on the edge. Some are very quiet. Some are muffled up and ready to explode. 
So you, they need to be worked. So you get a new horse, you're learning about That's the horse. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because when you're on a movie set, you want to make sure that there are no accidents. And accidents can't happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Some horses, they get they get hot and they'll take off on you. You know, so. But so I'm going to work horses for John Allegra tomorrow. You know, and it keeps me on my game. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right. If I just go on a movie set and drive horses and then go home, well, I'm not really on my game, am I? Right. Because you want to get to the set and you know the horse that you're absolutely. with. Absolutely. I want to know every one of those 50 horses and know what they're going to do. If you, you see know? them do one little thing, you'd be like, all right, this is what they're going to. Exactly. Is that something you had to learn over the many years of working with horses? Like, shit, this, is, this, this thing yeah. has a personality. Yeah, yeah, you have to learn that. And it takes time. Like I said, it takes time. Dude. Techniques. I struggle with my Techniques. dog. Imagine horses. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. And people, you mm. have to build a relationship. Yeah. You know, you have to. You wouldn't have liked me as a coach if I just yelled at you and screamed at you all the time. Yeah. But somewhere I made an impact on your life. Thousand percent. Because what's why I'm here now. I, re you know what I mean, I remember. I mean, we reconnected at novices Bernardo's that's right. Super Bowl party. That's right. I saw you at the end of the bar. I was yeah. like, holy shit, that's Coach Watch. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was the highlight of my night. Just yeah. like Mine too, man. Know, re reconnecting Mine with too. you. Mine too. It's been too. many, many years yeah, yeah, since has. that night. You know what I mean? Man. Good things. You know, you know, stay positive. All positive things. I like to say all the good people in the world are going to meet each other sooner or later. So it starts yeah. with me and you and you and you. Yeah, we the world. You be a positive influence on somebody. The world gets know? smaller the more you just kind of do shit. Uh, that's exactly right. You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. You know, good people, good things, good thoughts, positive thoughts. I'm positive every day. I've never had a bad day in my life. Yeah. Never. Never, ever had a bad day. This episode of Off Exit 10 is brought to you by Anchor and the all-new Anchor Pro. Crafted to endure the most high-performance workouts without the high cost and space requirements of a standard cable machine. Named the best portable cable machine by Men's Health Home Gym Awards, Anchor provides the full functionality of a cable machine in one small space-saving unit. Designed with user-friendliness in mind, Anchor can simply be attached to any squat rack or placed on any wall in your home gym using its intuitive sliding track mount. With up to 65 pounds of resistance, Anchor is built for high speed and controlled exercises alike, from cable presses and rows to chops and lifts. The Anchor has been a game changer for us here at CDSF, and now you can enjoy the same professional quality cable machine in your own home gym by heading over to anchortraining.com and using code CDSF10 for 10% off your order today. Get all the benefits of a cable machine without the high cost and installation fees. Enjoy the portable luxury and space-saving performance of Anchor today by going to anchortraining.com and using code CDSF10 at checkout. That's anchortraining.com, promo code CDSF10 for 10% off your order today. What did your dad say the other day? Dave told me this. So Dave, Dave, Dave this, this Dave, literally, I was like, holy shit. Dave started, Dave started working out here, which is great. He did. I mean, yeah, you know Dave. He goes a million miles an hour yeah. until he runs through a wall mm -hmm. and something happens. That's like me too. Yeah. <laughs> Chip off the old block, right? So yeah, he 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 hurt his shoulder. Now he's. I'm so happy he's here, though. I mean, yeah. it's good for his 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 health. Man. Yeah, I love he's my a dad. good man. He's a great man. He really um, is. I said, hey, we're having Gerald on the podcast on Friday. I said, I can't wait, man. I said, I have no agenda. Like, I just want to shoot the shit with Gerald, yeah. like, mm -hmm. and just kind of catch up and kind of extend our conversation from the Super Bowl party. Yeah. Tell me if this is true. And Jordan, cut it if it's not. But if it is, he said. Uh, 
I think Gerald has gone skiing with Oprah before. Facts. Uh -huh. That's wild. Because uh, Stedman Graham was one of my best friends. And uh, back in the day, I met him in Denver when I moved from, yeah. So, yeah, I've gone skiing with him. That's wild. That's man. pretty wild. Well, like recently or back in the day? No, this was this was 15 years ago. I mean, she's one of the this most the height, She's one of the mm -hmm. most prolific women in our country, man. Yeah. For just regular good people. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like what we said with just the pro regular athletes, good like, people. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Is she a good ski Is she a good skier? You know what? Yeah, they're all good skiers. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all we're all old now. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> we just cruise downhill. Yeah, yeah. We're just moving. We're just going. Yeah. Just going for the. I just happened. Die. To be there when they were there, I just happened to like Stead, Gerald. Oh, God, you know, so that that's pretty funny though. But yeah. I remember him talking about that, and then he said something else too about just like that kind of blew my mind too. Was he was like, people talk about, you know, going to to heaven, yeah, and all that. And oh, it, this is the, I love my dad. So like, the, go ahead. You say what you're gonna say. The guy, I mean, right, state trooper for 20 yeah. years, uh -huh. painting company. Yeah. Just like, I don't think growing up he had much time to think. He was just going, right? Yeah. And he's done a lot of work lately. And we've had, like, some deaths in our family and, like, mm -hmm. friend group lately. He told Paul and I this the other day. And I was like, Jesus, dude. Yeah, so he was like, everybody's trying to get to heaven. And he's like, this is heaven. Like, this is the best it's going to – it's not going to get any better than this. He's right. He's like, this is heaven. <laughs> he's right. And he's like, this is – he's like, why am I going to wait to live my best life or do the things I want to do? He's like, this is the part to, to live in. And I was – I and totally when, agree. When you were talking before, before we got on the Oprah thing, like, that's what popped in my head when I thought about Dave. And then, obviously, it catered into that. But it was just uh, – when he said that, I sat there for a second. I was just like, holy shit. I'm like, you just, like, blew my mind just with that statement of – like, this is it. Like, this is where you're going to get the best yeah. that you're going to get. And right. I was like, damn. Like, that's, yeah. you know. You give it your all every single day. And I'm like, day. Dave, you've yeah. taught me lessons from the time I was like five years old, <laughs> and I'm 32, and you're still teaching me shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stay positive. Be positive. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your life. And Enjoy it, your family, man. It, yeah. That's what it's all about. Well, that's something that for you with everything going on, like, you've gotten more into, you know. Yeah, my, my grandma – passed in april oh i'm sorry yeah man i appreciate you and yeah you probably heard her cussing out refs at football games back in the day <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably all you ever heard in your brain um you're siri again here rest in peace to my grandma but uh yeah so i've like because i've been i'm like dave i'm cut from that exact cloth like yep. you're just gonna keep working and just keep working and yep. you disregard a lot of things with that oh. um yeah, so her her that's like the first real big death that I've had Definitely in my your family, life. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, shit, man. Like yeah. at the end of the day, that's all you have. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this business is great, and yep. anything else I work on is great. Yep. But like that all means nothing without. That's right. That's right. Well, it means nothing without mm -hmm. your family, your good friends. You yeah, know, family, good friends. everything. When we first moved back here, we had no friends. They were all in Boston. Yeah, and then Nia. She was our friend. We hung out with her a bunch. Yep. And then she moved away, and then we yep. had no friends again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck. Sunday at our house is normally family and friends day. Anybody comes over. We we cook. We, that's what we do. Yeah. Seriously. So well, y'all are yeah, corner, just, so. Listen, we're just right down the road, yeah. which is which is wild, man. But I I love Burnt Hills, so like that's where we moved. Yeah. I um, like that area. It's so great. It's just like 
It's removed. Like here we're in Clifton Park, and it's great to run business in Clifton Park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot if you had to live in. Yeah. I feel like I had yeah. for me to yeah. live in Clifton mm -hmm. Park. Well, it, we're from a smaller town area. We like the smallness. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Like I like the close knit, the, yeah. the family, the family feeling, and that's you know yeah. part of the reason why I think we've built what we've built here is because yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. And it's just you get that that vibe. Like when I talk to a kid from Shannon. I remember there was two kids in here. They were in the same grade. Yeah, had no idea who each other was, and I was didn't like, know each other. That, I was that like, I was me. mind blown. I was like, you but know who any? That's one of the big schools. Yeah, I was like, you don't know big this person. Schools. They're in your grade. I'm like, what? I knew everybody in every grade. What are the pluses to big schools? I talk about the minuses a lot. Tell yeah. me the plus. Are there pluses? I don't know because I've never been at a big school. Yeah, me neither. So I, and, I'm the wrong person. Yeah, and all the kids that were I've with are in a big a school. school you know? I yeah, I think back. School. I mean. Well, I like my what kids you get. Went to a small I like school. what you get. And even school. like, what's the like? What's the graduating class at like LaSalle? Uh, at the most, it'd be probably ninety. Right, yeah, that's like which, Chatham, which is Chatham. Like I graduated yeah. in '98. Yeah. So you're still getting that close knit. Yeah, it's a private school, whatever. But you're still getting that close knit. Yeah. Like absolutely. You know, community, and that mm -hmm. I think you see that with the kids that you know we've had in here, or kids that you've had as yeah. as athletes and and uh, students. It's you see that. Um, community aspect get built through that mm -hmm. that's and, right you know you lose that sometimes i think with like the bigger schools i think you do and the personal relationships and the essence of family because right. a small community small school you know it's family oriented mm -hmm. you know well and i just think that's very with, important with chatham how many times we've had whether it's you know somebody getting sick or mm -hmm. a death or whatever and just the community just rallies that's right just rallies just rallies around it and you yeah. just see everybody come together no matter who it is it you know it comes back to that yeah. we versus me type that's thing right. like that's right you know you see that in small communities where the we matters more that's usually right. than the, than than the, the me. me that's and, exactly and right totally agree with you guys so hopefully that can be something that spreads farther yeah. but we'll do our best to do it here that's right absolutely every day starts with we can, we're just a spoke in the wheel, all of us. Just a spoke in the wheel. Keep it turning. Keep it moving mm -hmm. in the positive direction. Yeah. You need to understand that you're just a spoke in the wheel. <laughs> I, think that, I, think, I think that's, that's it, too. You got to yeah. understand that. Yeah. You got to understand that. Spoke in the wheel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was watching on video today. I'm Googling, and we didn't have much to do at school today because it's orientation day. And I pulled up the Gilded Age, and I'm really understanding what it's all about because yeah, i had no idea what it was about it's funny because we had this conversation so today. we had two guys in who are former teachers one i think both one taught elementary one taught mm -hmm. high school history um and i said we had a guy in tonight and he and he he works the horses he's on the gilded age mm -hmm. i said can you tell me about the gilded age and so you had to research yourself even like what's this time yeah, period absolutely and, time period 1880s you know the old money tradition heritage against the new money new money's coming in old money doesn't like the new money because they're not tradition they weren't you know born into it they're new so that's really what it's all about and the trials and tribulations of trying to get along right it, it's amazing you know that's so many different you know as it gets further in depth and i just learned this today that they'll get into different families of old money you know and what they're actually about from newport to so you're talking like the Island. vanderbilts and stuff probably back in the day, yeah right? okay so funny you should mention that name because uh it doesn't say 
the Vanderbilts, but the new money was the Vanderbilts. The Vanderbilts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sam, and we were there at a wedding last year, and we walked like that coast and all those crazy houses on oh, the whole shoot. coast. Oh, and a Newport. Newport. Was this, yeah. was this, oh my gosh, was, was I there for this? No, no this, this was, was in Rhode yeah. Island. Okay, Phenomenal. I was like, wait a minute. I remember walking water. Phenomenal, wild yeah, houses. Remember Phenomenal. that narrow trail, Sam? We walked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. what it was called, but that's the new money in the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the new money. Well, yes and no. The old money was already there. In Newport, that was all old money. So the new money came onto like Fifth Avenue in New York, and then they end up, you know, infiltrating in Newport. They eventually get houses there. And then you see, I haven't watched. And then you have what? Because we're post Civil War now, right? In this show, yeah, eighteen. It's like eighteen eighty, eighteen eighty five. And then you have what? You have like a like a a, a racial like tensions as well in the show, Uh, or no? Not really. Okay, Okay. so. one of the lead actresses, Danae Benton, who's African-American, uh, she moves, and I think if she's moved from, I don't know if she moves from Alabama, wherever she moves from, uh, her parents live in New York, and they have a pharmacy. So she wants to be a writer. So, you know, somehow she gets involved with one of the nieces and... Uh, you know, gets involved with the old money and, uh, you know, works for them for a little while. But it's not not any racial tension. It, it's, you know, uh, even though it's 1885, I did a scene this year uh, where they were in Tuskegee, Alabama, and the origin of Tuskegee University, which was just a school founded by Booker T. Washington, so I just happened to be Booker T. Washington's driver and as well as the, the other uh, prominent African-Americans in the show, you know? So, but there's not any really racial tensions. Uh, there's one scene, I think there's one scene where there's some some racial stuff. A couple of my friends were playing a part and they didn't want to do it. <laughs> they were like, no, we can't do this. And I'm like, it's just a movie, come right. on guys. Well, so. And w- like what I read about it too was like with the Gilded Age and like the the show is, it tries to shed l- more light on the like African American families and people that did have money, that yeah. were like that they don't talk about because too many times during that time period, whether it's a movie, a show, whatever it is, they only talk about the slavery aspect. Right. They don't talk about the aspect that you know there were you know black families that had money that were that, successful, that were successful right. absolutely that right. were able to be sure, uh, sure become part of like the, the higher society i guess you could say yeah yeah um, upper middle class right. i think we call it yeah or so they like, call it so it, or the middle class it's well. cool to see a show and like i'll probably start at least dive into it a little bit to, to see start what, watching it start it's watching phenomenal it. So I listen. I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah, so. it's, it's phenomenal. I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. I mean, it HBO, really is. HBO's never really let me down. So it's yeah. great. Are you a big TV guy or no? Do you watch much? I'm really not. No, I'm really not. I mean, uh, I heard Downton Abbey was a phenomenal movie. My wife watched it, and The Gilded Age was the American version of Downton right. Abbey. Mm-hmm. I still haven't watched it, but The Gilded have you, Age. Have you watched The Gilded Age itself? Like after? You... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
I got to see myself on TV. Of course. Of course. Is that, <laughs> there I go. Oh, there I go. Oh, when, there. You're, when you're filming a scene, do you in your head see the whole picture? You see an episode, you go, oh my gosh, it goes from here to there, and then it shows no, this? No, you don't see the whole picture. No, right. no, not at all. You're just doing your scene. Yeah. Now, that's my second year. Now I'm following a little better, so I'm understanding. Like where your scene fits in yeah, the story? Yeah, they'll, they'll shoot a scene, and then... They'll move the cameras around, then they'll advance it, you know, so you got to be here and there. I mean, I, I've learned a lot. Yeah, know? I bet. I didn't, know any, I didn't know any of this. But uh, it's a work in progress. But it, it's phenomenal. It, it really is, the work that goes into it. Now, I will say this. A lot of scenes that we shot last year, I thought, oh, man, I'm getting some great airtime and ended up on the cutting room floor. You know? so, Do you not know until you watch it? Oh, heck like, no. You don't know nothing. I mean, for as much as we did. You're like, wow, I was only there for I was only there. Oh, there's a, a two-second clip of me right there. Oh, there's a three-second clip of me right here. You know I mean? Yeah, but all the time you spent, you think, oh, man, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, you know? But, but. Most of the time, I look at this like, I never know where the camera is, so I'm just concentrating on my horses right. and making sure I'm not running anybody over yep. and making sure when the director cues me, I want you to go, and I'm not, you know. So it's all about safety. And, well, that you know, probably makes really, it more natural for you, too, on camera. And yeah. When you see you yeah. on camera, it doesn't look like Yeah, you're, nobody's you're looking in the camera. You yeah. don't even know where the camera is most of the time. Well, and it's funny yeah. you talk about bringing it talking about seeing yourself on tv uh-huh. i just thought of this and i've completely forgot that i remember this I, I was i in college or living in pittsfield at the time i can't remember exactly what years were Ty, was tyler in college uh tyler started in two he graduated in 2010 from college yeah no high for, no from, from high, high school, school. Yeah. so he was yeah. college 2011 to 2015 14 14, 14 i believe 14. so i was probably either living in pittsfield or at college at the time uh-huh. and i'm watching espn first take mm-hmm and I'm sitting there, and they're at where Tyler went to school. Merchant Marine Academy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Tyler pops up on the screen and is asking a question. I was like, I'm like that's that's freaking Tyler Washington. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I pulled up my phone. I recorded <laughs> it. I was, it's definitely somewhere in my archive somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, holy shit. I'm like, that's Tyler Washington. That's I right. know him. That's like, right. I went to high school with him. Yeah, on first take. Yeah, on first yeah. take with uh, Stephen yeah. A. And, and, Stephen I, I, think, a and uh, I think Skip was still on at that time. Yeah, but w- what was her name? Uh Oh, um, uh, I know who you're talking about. What was her name? The because the... it's not Molly Karam any. It wasn't Molly no, Karam at the time. No, I I forget her name. Yeah, she was an African American woman. Yeah, yep. Um, uh, I'm gonna. I forget. Up yeah, I, I Carrie I, Champion. Yeah, yes. Carrie, Carrie Champion. Champion. That's what it was. Yeah. I remember watching that. I was like, oh, T Wash. That's, like, that's yeah. exactly what I said in my head. I was like, oh, that's T Wash. I know yeah. him. Uh-huh. I went to high school with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that. So when you talk. When you brought up seeing yourself on TV, yeah. I completely forgot that that happened. Yeah. And it made me remember seeing Tyler on TV for first take, just asking. Yeah. I don't even remember what the question was, but it was some question, probably football-related or something during the time. But yeah. it was really funny to see him on there um, with Stephen A., who yeah. You know, yeah, he's a character himself. That was cool. I mean, it's kind of cool to see yourself on TV, as opposed to 30 years ago when, you know, you don't, you don't know it's me doing any riding. You don't see me. Hey. I'm mm-hmm. just the guy you're, doing you're the stunt it. double yeah, at that I'm time. Yeah, stunt guy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this time now, you see me face. Oh, wow. All right. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah. HBO's like where it's at. Like, people just do stream. We just do streaming. We don't do cable. It's like we do HBO, Hulu, and Netflix, and Disney. Cable. And 
And that's it. <laughs> I have some knockoff cable there, yeah, yet, but we won't talk about yeah, that. No, yeah. Shout out Tommy Canley for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Do you do you watch football still? Or are you? I don't watch any football. None. No interest. No interest. Me neither. So it's just Paul. I yeah, really don't me. watch any. I watch golf, and I'll watch like some fishing or hunting shows. But you know, people ask me all the time, Coach Ron, you don't even watch football. I don't. I don't. If I'm gonna spend time, like, I'd rather be at the golf course yeah. on Sunday than watching football. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can. But you know, in the winter, you know, then I ski. <laughs> so, so, so is that more like you'd rather just be out doing something? It's not. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you don't want to watch it because of X, Y, and Z. It's more just you'd rather be out doing. I'd rather something be out doing something. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do, sit at. You know. Do you hunt? Do you hunt yeah, yourself? Absolutely. That's okay. So. I regret not playing football in high school. And then, rest in peace to my grandfather, too. He passed away when I was 12. But he was a big hunter. That mm -hmm. was his passion. Yeah. And I never went out with him. And I wish now in life I got into it. I feel like it's a great hobby to have. It is. What and do you hunt? I deer? hunt deer. I hunt pheasant. I, I love the pheasant Rif hunt. Rifle and bow with deer? Uh, just... I don't do bow anymore, but rifle. And, uh, I mean, I... I hunt not far from your house. Columbia County, it's, yeah, it's big hunting. No, area. no, no, not there. Oh, here? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're back. Okay, Sam, yeah. yeah. No yeah. deer in our yards, man. Yeah, so just be careful going outside. <laughs> no, you know? no, we're farms. <laughs> it's farms down there, yeah. I have friends that have farms not, not far from you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, I, but I'm a big pheasant hunter. Matter of fact, I flew the boys up here. Well, Garrett was already in Newport, and I flew Tyler up here last year, and we went on a father-son's hunting trip. I tried to invite Nia, but she's like, Dad, I'm not shooting a bird. Okay. <laughs> All right, honey. Good <laughs> winner. But trust me, Nia would. I know my dog. She's, she'll, she'll do anything. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, but yeah I, I like to hunt. I just like being out in the woods. But, you know, um, when we grew up in Alabama, we hunted for food because we were very poor. So when... My dad moved to upstate New York, got a job with the Bendix Corporation. He quit hunting. He said, I don't have to hunt anymore. But I don't mind if you do. But if you kill it, you're going to eat it. So, that, so that, that was it growing up. You yeah, hunt, you yeah, eat, we you got. Towards the Bible, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And then it became something that. Yeah, that I enjoy. That you enjoy. I enjoy. I like the skill. I like to hunt. I like to chase. And the tracking and the trying to outthink. Because you're in that animal's backyard, so he can smell, smell you. His eyes are better than yours, you know. So it'd be like somebody walking your house. You'd be like, okay, something's wrong, because mm -hmm. you because you know it's your right. house. So it's the same there. So you got to be skilled, and you know, and it's very rewarding. I mean, now, my wife tells me she doesn't want me to kill anything, which I get it. We're not broke. We mm -hmm. don't need it for food, but I like the taste of wild. Yeah, meat, thank you. And it's better for you. Yeah, like we like we the, buy now from uh, Sam. What's the name of the farm we've been buying from in Burnt Hills, right? From Buckley. Oh, from like, Buckley's. Yeah, from Buckley's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get all our meat now. Yeah, which absolutely. Is, which is great. And like the next level is hunting yeah. it yourself. Yeah, yeah. hunting yourself and, and having you that. Know, there's no antibiotics in it. It's way Nothing better quality. Bad for well, it. Sure, it is. Absolutely. I mean, growing up, we had uh, taters. Tater's Butcher Shop. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Tater's Butcher Shop. They, Absolutely. They were, I remember going, yep. especially during like deer season, mm -hmm. they were yeah. 
always have people coming there. Yeah, that's and right. And you get, you know, you're just getting. Mike Tater. Yeah, you're just getting the best quality that you can get, yeah. you know? Yeah, So. Absolutely, you know. The old ways are the best, you know. Old ways yeah. of training, old mm-hmm. ways technique. Mm-hmm. Old ways yeah, the there is something about there that. It is, man. man. I'm telling I you. I think we're in a weird time. We're like, yeah. I don't know. This is post COVID. Yeah. The whole world's fucking the crazy whole, right yeah. now. But yeah, filtering through, like, yeah, man. Some old old ways are definitely yeah the way they to go. Well, but like, no. I like like the like the like TRX. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, when TRX first came mm-hmm. out, I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love TRX. Right, it's like you got to figure out yeah. a way to mold the yeah. the new school with the old school. Sure, absolutely. You know? And I think when you look at certain, I I like to look at college coaches a lot of times for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban been successful because he knows how to mold the new school with the old school. Right, he knows how to be like, okay, like I'm going to be a hard ass, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, like I understand how. I understand you're a product of your environment. Yeah. I know what yeah. you're used to. Right, so work with me a little bit. Yeah. You know, let me. Uh, I can't and, push you and too much. And you can see it though with the guys that make it. You know. Obviously, even the, probably the guys that don't make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when guys in the NFL talk about Nick Saban, you never hear them say a bad thing. No. Ever. It's it's no. always good no. things about him, about how he wants the best for them. Even when you see someone like uh, Greg McElroy, who made it to the NFL but didn't really have a bit great career. Right, right. He's now on ESPN. You know, he, he's only ever said good things about Nick Saban. Yeah, and sure. it's, it, it goes to show you can be an old-school coach with a new-school yeah. mentality. Yeah, you can. And sure can. You got you to gotta blend it all, whether it's mm-hmm. in here – on the field, whatever it is. Is there a big difference in how you feel like you need to communicate with kids now versus back in the day when we played? Or no? Do you feel like you're... Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself. So I'm an old school coach, okay? Nowadays, you can't say things to kids that you used to could say, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just not politically correct right. anymore. A lot of times you lose your job for it. You know, not that I ever cursed at anybody anyway. Uh, you know, because you guys were little. But I've certainly said a few choice words to kids in high school. You know, get off your ass. You know, right. come on, you're not freaking moving, right. slacking. Yeah, you just can't do that anymore. You just can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's like I, I've said before that I feel like kids do have – a better emotional IQ or just like tolerance awareness. to bu- awareness to bullshit. Cause there's coaches who will just yell to yell and their intentions aren't good. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no yeah. purpose to what yeah. they're doing. They're just yelling yeah. cause yeah. that's all they know. Cause that's all they know. Right. That's what they but, do. Yeah, that's no, that's good. no good. But yeah, yelling, yelling's no good. You don't get anywhere from yelling. Well, and not at all. You were talking earlier, this is way earlier in the episode, but about how, when, you know, Coach Washington would call, talk to us, and we paid attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of when we went to that Burnt Hills basketball game. Yeah, and we watched the Burnt Hills coach talking to all the girls, and only five girls pretty much played. Yeah, every girl on that team was looking at him. Yeah, was it paying attention to what he had to say? And you could tell that he did the right things off of the court and in the yeah, in by practice all of, by all of them. That's right. And even one of the girls told us like that because the refs were not very good that game, and it was right. the most they had ever seen him yell in a game yeah. ever. And it, you know, it, for a good reason. You know, he was defending his girls in in, in the game. But it, it's very interesting to see that. And then you see some other times you'll see players. You'll see half the players are looking at the coach, 
Hats players are looking off into the distance or having a mm-hmm. conversation with their teammate on the side, and it's like, are you actually – do you care? Are you paying attention? You know, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, seeing that and understanding, you know, yelling isn't the way to go yeah. necessarily. No. There's a time and place to, to I guess, raise your voice or be yeah, more – yeah, or speak with more conviction. Excited, but, like, you don't yelling at somebody. Putting somebody down no. by yelling at them is never going to get the best out of Never going to get it. Never. And I think that's, again, you know, going back to what I said about being able to blend old school and new school, I think mm-hmm. you've clearly shown in the fact that you've been at LaSalle as long as you have and been in the coach as long as you have, you've shown that you've been able to go, okay, I wasn't an old school coach. I grew up in this era, mm-hmm. but now I've been able to adjust and you still have impacts on every kid that, yeah. you're, that you're helping. And that's, yeah. that speaks volumes to who you are as a coach, as a person and everything. And, Thank you know, you. I appreciate you for you know, teaching me a lot of lessons when I was younger. I appreciate it. You know, that right there means a lot right there. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think just to do this is, is fucking awesome, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love absolutely. It. Are there are there female sports now at LaSalle? Yeah. No? Oh, all of them. Absolutely. Volleyball, softball, golf. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah, that's great. Man. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. for girls football. To spread through all out New York State. Is that gonna be? Is that gonna be a thing? It is. It, you, you think girl, so? Girl, they started it this year. Will be the first year. Wow. Girls oh, yeah. Flag, Rob Zayas girl, said, we had Rob Zayas, yep. the director of New York Public yeah. High School. Uh, yeah. So girl, yeah, he did say that. Girls football, it, flag football, is starting. It's a spring sport. Mm-hmm. Starting in Western New York. Okay. And all the sections out there, and then like Long Island area. Okay. Like Southern New York, and then I. Good for them. The thing that I love about it, my niece recently had a new love for football because yeah. she was throwing a football to me and Gerald, she's throwing a perfect spiral. Oh my God. 15 yards. She's 11 oh years God. old. I'm like, wow. you listen, don't get me started right now. I'm, I'm, this is my passion. Yeah. And she's an athlete, just mm-hmm. plays soccer, she plays basketball. Uh, and she's talking to my sister about playing football. And I, my sister's like, well, it's during the fall. I was like, fun fact, girls football, if she, if it comes around Ravina when she's in high school, will be in the spring. So yeah. if she wants to play, she can. Yeah. So it, I'm excited for that because I love watching girls basketball. Yeah, you know I love what I, I got watched a lot of college softball this year. Mm-hmm. It's just it's cool to be able to see the different you know. Girls sports was never popular to watch on TV when we were growing up, right. and I love to see it on TV. I love watching Sabrina and Yosku from New York Liberty. Yeah, and then it makes it gives me a chance to connect with some of our female athletes on on a better level sure. too. So that's why I, I pay attention a lot to that stuff. Diana Taurasi's my girl. Love Diana Taurasi. <laughs> so uh, but it, it's cool to see the. Would you coach girls football if it came to LaSalle? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you doing it. it. Definitely. I, I could see yeah, you doing it and being very successful with that. Yeah, probably. You but, know, I, I would probably do do that. We mm. we had we had girls that play Pop Warner back in the day with us. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we Fuck did. Fuck yeah. Hey, Bree, Brianna. Yep. Yeah. Bree was the fastest <laughs> thing on the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Oh my she god. She made us look slow. Oh my god. She was yeah, like you're probably fast. like Mike, you can play backup quarterback, but not defense because Brianna's out there. <laughs> she was fast. Oh my gosh. Oh. Never forget that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the first girl I ever coached. Was no Brianna. shit. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Bree. My gosh, was she fast. Yeah, man. Now she just had her fourth child? Yeah. Good for her. That's, and that's right there just leads back to how connected you are with a small community. <laughs> yeah. It's like you you know that about her. Oh, yeah. You know, well, like, and she was out to the house one day, right? And then the, the, the time that Nia was in the town, let's say in town, let's say a year ago, 
she brings me the sweater. Brie brought me a sweater, said, give this to your dad. And it touched me, man. I started crying. I was like, wow. You know? mm-hmm. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Sent me a sweater. That, I was like, wow. Yeah. That blew me away. You know? You never know the, what difference you might make or impact you make on somebody. You just never know until years later. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's like us at the novice party, man. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I know. Great. I remember I texted Dave right after. I was like, oh, I was just with him at McMahon's. And yeah. Like, yeah. 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 McMahon's, dude. Yeah. I know. No, Chris. Yeah. All right. It's good, man. But it's all good people, man. I yeah. I think back and we're uh, we're fortunate, man, to we just grow up around this this good group. I think about all of our all of our like just male figures, Paul. Like mm-hmm. we got Gerald here and my dad and Niles and Rusty and it's just like so dude, Alex Brantley, Thorson. Yeah, yeah Brantley. The, the list the list goes yes. on. And like it's and you know, you brought you, you say Brantley and like Brantley's been so successful as a coach. He's the athletic director there now. It's like these guys had such an impact on our lives and it's it's great <laughs> to see that. I coached know? Brantley in high school. I remember him because he was at Hudson. Yes. Well, I remember watching yeah. him against Ryan. Yeah. Those Gier. were crazy. Those were it was him and Barksdale. Those were crazy yeah. teams, yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't coach their football team. I coached those guys on a basketball team, and they were playing not the Globetrotters, but one of those types of teams. Mm-hmm. And I was coaching, and I had Brantley and Barksdale, and I was like, oh my god, Brantley could shoot the J, man. He had yeah. he had a jump shot. Yeah, we'll, wow. we'll have to get him on one day. We could do he, some talking. He's yeah. a Courtland guy like you. Definitely, yeah, definitely could do some talking with Brantley. So Brantley's the AD at. He, uh, as far as yeah, I know, I think he is. I think now, he still, still is. At, yeah, at, Chad Adam. At really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Stelt's not there no more. He he's still there. He's a we he's got a phys ed and baseball coach. Okay. We got ready. We got Stelt's on next week. Is next, next Friday, Stelt's will be sitting oh, right Stelzy there. Good. Right Shout out to Stelt's. Hello, Yeah. So so we'll learn, man. But yeah, no, Paul, we were fortunate just with the the good male male role models we had yeah, growing up man for sure so likewise likewise all, all good man no i appreciate you coming on tonight hey this thank is, you for the invite it's great seeing you this guys this is so yeah, much man. fun and everybody i was very happy when when mike said that we were having you on i was like this will be a good one this will be fun yeah. so we appreciate you for coming highlight on. of my day guys yeah hopefully yeah. uh the LaSalle boys enjoy it we didn't we enjoyed it yeah. yeah everybody will and yeah man it's just important to surround yourself with good people growing up it is and uh, it is yeah. And that'll take you somewhere, whether it's immediate or that return on the investment is probably way later in life. But yeah, it's it's important. So, yeah, man. Thanks, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, we'll pick up next time. Thank you. <laughs>